So welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well-paid, successful career in the tech sector, sharing top tips, insight and inspirational stories from women who've carved out a flexible, well-paid career in the sector and also employers who champion diversity and gender equality. In today's session, we're talking about creating a vision for change for yourself. And this is about reflecting on who you are now and who do you want to become? And how do you need to communicate this successfully to people to achieve your vision? I'm really delighted to be joined by Ruth Kudsey, a career and business coach on today's session, who has helped women to transform how they define and sell themselves. Personally, I've benefited from Ruth's coaching over the last year, and it's really helped me to focus and redefine my own story and message. And it's really about being authentic, clear and concise. Um, So people ultimately trust and buy into you. I'd love for listeners to take away some top tips today about how to clearly define and communicate your own story so people buy into you. And then in turn, that will help you to achieve your vision. So Ruth, welcome to the show. It's absolutely great to have you join me here today and so you can share your story and share some of your expertise as well. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. It's fantastic. So Ruth, I'd just love for you to share your story a little bit about, you know, how you as a as a coach, have you how have you helped people to discover what drives them and who they want to be as a person and business professional? And I think what really makes you strong as a business coach, in my mind, is that you've been through this own journey yourself, right? You've kind of really Mm. thought about, you know, who am I now? What is it I want to be telling to people? And you've reinvented yourself over time because, you know, each year we kind of go, what is it I want to do now? What am I passionate about? What am I authentic about? So I'd just love for you to share a little bit about your journey first, about how you've come to do what you do now. And then what advice you give to listeners about how they could define their themselves as well. Definitely. So I, when I started off as a coach, well, re- really, I started off coaching within an organisation. So I was a deputy head teacher. Um, I did lots and lots of leadership coaching. So I was actually a leadership coach, first of all. And that was that was what the majority of my training was in. Actually, even before I um, I was deputy head, I used to work in recruitment and I used to do interview coaching. So I've always had this idea about coaching. And then after my first daughter was born, I started on my first maternity leave. I started kind of doing bits of coaching here and there. I did some business coaching, I did some career coaching, some confidence coaching, some leadership coaching. Didn't really have a niche and wasn't really sure where it would go went back into work and realised that it was going to be very difficult to manage the work-life balance, how I wanted it doing that job. And there wasn't a a different way I could stay in the same position and work less than five days a week. So I then was like, okay, what am I going to focus on? I focused first of all on confidence and career coaching for mums because that was where I was. And so that felt for me like a really authentic um, place to be and a place to start and a place that I knew that I could help people because all around me you know with my first daughter all of my NCT friends and my friends we were all having the same discussions like what do we do next do we go back to our jobs you know and, and it seemed to be that kind of common dialogue so I really tapped into that and it was really 
it was really real for me because I was going through it as well. Mm-hmm. So I was helping people to identify what they wanted to, to do next, what their values were, what made them happy, what lit them up. And I was also on that journey. And about a year into my business, maybe a little bit less, I started to notice that more and more people were coming to me and they wanted to help their business. And I realized that I had these skills I wasn't using and that I loved. So I studied business back in the 90s, quite a while ago. Um, And that was my original degree is business and psychology. I used to teach it, mentor in it. Um, I'd had small businesses in in the past. So I had all of this experience that I wasn't using. And I'd already built up a successful coaching business. So I was like, okay, I'm going to move into this. I'm going to move into doing some of this. And the more I did it, the more I loved it. And then I, I changed and now predominantly do business coaching, mentoring, and a bit of mindset, a bit of career as well in there. And I think the big, the big journey for me, and actually now I'm going to be, start, I'm going to start training and teaching people to become coaches. So I've kind of, you know, over the last four years, five years really, really changed what I've done. And I think the big thing for me was I kept checking in with myself, like, is this, am I loving this? Am I actually, am I at my best when I'm doing this? Does it excite me? Is it? Is it a viable thing to be doing as well financially and in terms of my time? And does it fit with my values? And I guess that it's the more that you do, the more you kind of realise how everything fits together. I know um, there's that famous Steve Jobs quote, isn't there, about when you look back, you can join the dots. <laughs> I've definitely seen that. I've definitely seen that. Like now I'm moving into more. So I'm becoming more of an educator again, which obviously was my experience before, where I'm then going to be training people to be coaches so it's still in the coaching world and I'm still doing my business coaching but it's it's another evolution and I think the thing that really stands out for me with other people as well is helping people get the confidence that they can make those evolutions and changes within their careers or within their businesses and that they don't just because they started off doing x it doesn't mean they can't move to do Y and maybe they do a combination. I think we're under this illusion that we have to do one thing and it's just not true. Absolutely. We can do it for life, is it? (laughs) Yeah. And we can, we can do a number of different things under an umbrella that do fit together and that, that, you know, that match our values and that make us happy and that bring us joy, but they might not all be, you know, it might take us a while to get there. So that's that's what I would definitely say. It may take you a while to get there. There might be some evolution and changes along the way. But really, the, the most important thing that for me and for my clients is getting really clear on what those goals are um, and 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 what makes you actually feel great and what where you, where you're playing to your strengths because we're not good at everything we don't need to be good at everything so I think with my clients it's helping them tap into okay what is your experience what are your skills what do you like doing and then let's really think about how how you can use that either in your career or in your business to to do something that's meaningful for you so you're feeling fulfilled as well as having flexibility or freedom or whatever else you may want. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I've had a coach working with me since 2005 now. That's so long. And that's why I was so 
um, impressed with coaching tools and techniques and what they can offer you as a person to kind of move you through because you know you you always talk about you have your own coach right as well who challenges you and, and supports you and I think if you have your own coach it helps you kind of you know redefine your message think about you know if you're not enjoying stuff why why is that and you know change and I love that you know you've continued to you know evolve and and sort of use coaching in different ways and um, I think it's brilliant you set up a coaching training course because Mm. I find my coaching skills that I learned when I had coaching I went and did a coaching course and so I could use those skills with the clients I work with now so you know whether it's my own staff or whether it's with Mm. clients you know I kind of it's there you know it's embedded in how I work and what I do um and I think it's, you know, it's, it's great skills. So I think absolutely the fact that you're now coaching people to have, um, you know, training people to have coaching skills is fantastic. And it's it's a really great skill set to have, isn't it, in any occupation, I think, um, and particularly in, in the tech sector. It very much aligns with me around change management and about influencing and supporting people to kind of engage and embrace tech. Like I've found it invaluable um, to help them sort of overcome that. So going back to then, you know, if you've redefined yourself and you've gone, OK, well, I want to do X, Y, Z. You know, this is what is exciting me. But you haven't necessarily mm-hmm. done that before or you're having to go out and tell people like this is me this year. I want to focus on X, Y, Z. How do you do that? You know, how would you encourage your clients to go and sell themselves, whether it's, you know, to their colleagues or interviews or sales pitches they need to do? How do you suddenly sort of reinvent yourself and sell yourself to that audience and and sort of put across that credibility? What would you recommend to people? I think it's really important to understand what you're selling. So get really clear on how what you're selling like like the outcomes that you're selling how that links to those people that you're talking to because really most people will talk to you and will want to listen if you're giving them a solution to a problem that they have and that they think is important so get really clear do your research on your clients and find out what is it they want and then you can tailor your message because if you're if you're going in and you're selling something to somebody and they don't want it or it doesn't meet their needs or it doesn't solve a problem, then that's when it feels like that really kind of sleazy sales when you're putting it over to them. But if you're looking at having conversations with people and you're actually at that stage where you're helping them, then it becomes more of a it moves away from being a transactional relationship. It moves to be a more meaningful relationship, which is probably going to last longer. So I would say before you sell, get really clear on what you're selling to whom and why they would want to buy it. And often when I see breakdowns in the relationships, it's because there isn't that connection. So you're selling something but you're not connecting with the person on why that's going to be something that they want. And the way that you do that is you do customer research first and then you take your time in building relationships. Because if you if you invest time in relationships, people are more likely to want to buy from you. So that does mean we always hear it, don't we? But, you know, don't sell on the first date. You don't ask someone <laughs> to marry you on the first date. Absolutely so if true. you're meeting someone at a networking event, of course, tell them what you do, but don't go in for the sale then. 
know, maybe the end of the relationship, you could, you know, the end of the conversation, you say, I've really enjoyed speaking to you. Um, here's my card, or can I take your card? You know, be more proactive, can I take your card and send them a follow-up email? And then take that time because if you take time to build relationships, you will get the sales back. So I think it's about as well changing the way that you view sales. So looking at it as an energy exchange rather than that transactional that you're giving someone something that they may or may not want. If you do it in the right way, you're actually giving people value and it's a different experience. And if you're looking at it from that point of view, you're thinking about, okay, when I'm selling, some of this may not be relevant to these people and some of it may be. So actually it's about really making sure that you're you've got the right message in the right place with the right people and you're taking the time to build those relationships and that is where the magic happens absolutely and just to kind of draw i suppose the first and the second question together a little bit some of the best salespeople talk about coaching skills and nlp mm. so why would coaching skills make you a better salesperson, do you think, from your perspective? Because you're listening. I'm smiling. Because <laughs> you're listening. Because people don't want to feel that they're being sold to. So the best, the best sales techniques, you listen to what people want. Mm-hmm. And you ask them questions. You're curious about them to make sure it's a good fit. So actually it moves away from being that transactional sales to to serving people so NLP have got lots of great tools as well that you can use in sales reflecting back what people have said to you you know all mirroring all of those things building rapport all of those things can help you make more sales however you need to use them with integrity um I think we've all seen some slightly (laughs) some NLP techniques which aren't always used with integrity but if you use them with integrity with your purpose to be serving those potential clients, then you are going to build relationships better because they're going to feel listened to. And at the end of the day, we all want to feel listened to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, reflecting on that, it is about, you know, when we we asked a group of women um, the other week when we were in the US, you know, what would be the advice you would give to somebody starting out in the tech sector? And overwhelmingly, the number of suggestions we had was to ask questions to ask questions Mm. and to find out explore what people need and then give them a solution that meets that need like Mm. you know and say why this solution is good and give them that like the business case obviously but if you don't know if you're just trying to sell something in but you don't know what they need or haven't really understood that then you know what their goals are then you're not going to get anywhere with it. You know, they're not going to be excited in this nice, flashy, technical product <laughs> or solution because they're like, well, how does this match my needs? So I think it, they're really powerful. Like the two things are really powerful together, aren't they? The coaching and yeah, selling. They are. Um, yeah. Because we, we want to have, everybody wants a solution to a particular problem. And that's basically what sales is. And if you're wanting to make more sales, if you're listening to people, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we had, um, I did a great sort of customer networking event. Well, we call it a networking event, but it was really like asking them like group coaching sets. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it is about bringing together your customers or your team, you know, and, and sort of 
you know, potential, even at interviews, right? I think people don't ask enough questions at interview, do they? They're all about, well, you know, this is me, this is who I am. <laughs> and this is why I'm great. And forget to sort of really actually ask, turn it around, turn that interview around and be asking them questions <laughs> and then say, okay, well, I think I can deliver this, this and this for you because against what your needs are. You know, we, we forget that, don't we, I think sometimes. Yeah, the power of questioning and the power of listening probably two of the strongest skills that we've got as humans and we don't use them yeah absolutely so I think it's so important you know whether it's interviews or whether you're selling pictures or even with your team um you know some great sort of top tips there so talking about tech and I suppose thinking about you Ruth and you know the life that you've got now you've obviously evolved but you very much you know I've been inspired by your success about how you you know you're a mum with two kids you know mm. you have a great work-life balance where you know you can work from home remotely because you've got technology in place but I think as all mums you know this whole flexibility thing isn't you know we go a bit dotty if we're in the house nine till five you know every day we want to be meeting people and doing stuff on site as well so just talk us through about how technology has empowered you to deliver your business now and how you support people in that way Oh, technology has been absolutely crucial for me. So I actually really built my business on my second maternity leave. And I couldn't go to networking events because I had a baby. To be honest, it wasn't, it wasn't always easy to leave the house. Um, so I was able to use social media to build the business and use things like um, Zoom to have calls with clients all over the world, um, you know, to run webinars and training and even with the coaching accreditation program I'm developing, we're having a, a large part of it is going to be using Zoom. So it's going to be in person, but virtual. And that's just a complete change because it means that you haven't got to travel. You can do it in a way that works around the kids. And, you know, most most of us, our kids go, our kids' days are shorter, especially when they're at school. You know, mine go from nine till four, but really you know, that means that you're out of the house at sort of quarter to nine, you're back about half nine. You know, you don't have that time. And I think that having technology means that you can access clients anywhere in the world. You can communicate with them anywhere in the world. You can do things like podcasts and you can speak to people all over the world. So it means that you can tap into a much bigger network. And I think that it's got so many, there's so many possibilities, aren't there? Because our networks are getting bigger but we've also got more opportunity to build those relationships with people using technology so for me if I hadn't have had tech you know I probably would have been doing meetups at my local cafe um or you know or, or I would have gone into corporate but going into corporate would have been difficult because obviously I would have had um I would have had if I was going to corporate it would have then brought up the issue of childcare. so I think Technology has been incredibly important in the way that I've built my business. And, and even though I now am doing more face to face in, in real life, those people have come from online. So it's taking the online offline. But without technology, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have the business I've got now. Absolutely. And how many of your clients work, work in a business that uses technology, like, you know, online businesses as well? Do you see that a lot? Because obviously a lot of your audience oh, are women and mums. Is that, you know, is that the new trend? Yeah, I mean, all of my clients, I would say all of my clients use at least social media. I mean, the majority of them use use tech 
in their business. They use, they might have a CRM system. They've definitely got an email system. You know, they've got, they, they use Zoom or equivalent. So yeah, I would say all of my clients um, use tech at, at some point in their business. Um, even if they're, yeah, everyone, mm. everyone I work with, it's such an integral part. And I think it's, I, I now don't only work with mums, but a lot of my clients are mums. And I think that it makes life easier. You know, people have all different kinds of hours. It means that you can work different hours. It means I've got some clients who they work, they, they do kind of like nine to one and then they, then they're off um, till about seven or eight. And then they speak to US clients in the evening. Yeah, so it's definitely about making it work for you. And I think that technology makes it easier to have those conversations and to have to build a professional business, but to do so using technology. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I found out about you through Facebook, I think it was a Mm. Facebook ad. So that grabbed my attention and I got one of your great downloads and it was like, okay, this is really interesting. And then we had a call um, and moved through. And I think, you know, I've enjoyed the balance of being able to kind of come to your some of your masterclasses and you know also benefit from like the online coaching as well and I think it's hugely you know hugely more accessible and people are more accepting of that way of working now like it's not all about in person and um Mm. you know and developing it so I think there's you know just a, a huge opportunity to talk to um you know to raise awareness of it for mums who are looking to go back to work you know thinking about how do I juggle this with my kids and and kind of just you know I think it's really interesting to kind of hear your story and to hear how other clients make it work because it is definitely an option um and you know being a coach and working as a coach in in the industry and in that way I think is hugely important too because some people think oh well if we just work with corporates we're going to have to go in and be delivering workshops and there'll be long workshops and you have to travel quite a lot but you know you've made a coaching business work virtually right yeah yeah and and and, and that's because that that was the way that that was one of my goals at the beginning that I wanted to be around more for my kids so you know I do get support with them but I do want to be there for them most morning well most mornings most evenings I say most I say I, I am there nearly every morning I'm smiling because you didn't have that morning this morning but you know um you still want to be there even if it's a nightmare morning you still want to be there absolutely well that's brilliant thank you so much Ruth for sharing some of your kind of key takeaways and hopefully that's inspired all of you guys as a listeners to kind of think about all you know what what does this mean to me what I've learned today you know is are coaching tools and techniques something that would be useful to me you know who do I want to be um and how do I want to define myself this year or the next year you know every year reflect back on it um and I've just kind of got a lot of um, my community users in our Facebook group to think about the grow model and and to think about well actually what do you want to grow into next year and that's a coaching tool and technique Mm -hmm. so if you hop over into our Supermums Facebook group you can um get involved in some coaching exercises there as well and think through what it is that you want to achieve and your vision um but Ruth it's been great to have you on the call you've certainly been really important to my journey um and how I sell myself in the last year so I just really wanted to share your expertise with my audience um and yeah I hope that's been some great sort of top tips for you all listening today so thanks so much for joining us Um, I hope you tune into the next podcast and we'll speak to you all soon Take care. Bye.